Hey, and welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, nor should it be. If you need therapy or hypnotherapy, please seek a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so if you'd like to learn more about me, you can do that at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. Now on to our episode. Hi everyone, Dr. Liz here, and I'm so happy to be here this week. I absolutely love seeing the podcast grow, and I want to thank you all so much for your questions that you send in, your emails, and your reviews of the podcast. So continue to send them to Dr. Liz at drlizhypnosis.com, that's D-R-L-I-Z at D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com and I'll answer them either through a podcast episode or by replying back to you. Today's interview is with Rich Guzzi and he is a legend in the comedy hypnosis field. He does 300 shows a year so he is constantly traveling and he's been doing these shows for over 30 years. He has incredible experience as a comedy hypnotist and really just in hypnosis period because he has to adjust all the time to whoever's on stage who's a new person every night. So he talks about that process for us and he gives thoughts on several different areas. We're going to learn what he does if someone freaks out during a show, his purpose and mission that continues to drive him to do hypnosis comedy shows. We'll hear a little bit about his training programs, and we'll also hear about the four types of motivation, his take on those in terms of helping people change and transform whatever they want in their lives. So let's jump in. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm here with Rich Guzzi, who does stage hypnosis and show hypnosis, and welcome to the show, Rich. How's it going, Liz? Great. It's a wonderful evening here in South Florida. Fantastic. So let's start with the question I like to ask most of my guests, which is what was your first experience with hypnosis? I guess my first experience was I was about 12 or 13 and I was at a party and some, uh, all the person at the party was, um, I guess, a practicing hypnotist and uh, attempted to hypnotize me um, at the party. Uh-huh. What uh, happened? Uh, it started... It started working right away, and I really freaked out. Really? So, oh, I totally freaked out because um, as soon as he he said my eyes are getting very heavy and they're going to clamp down, and all of a sudden, boom, my eyes shut and I started going nuts, and wow. I totally, I totally freaked out, and that was it. I got up and I said, "Oh, this is really spooky stuff," and I never touched hypnosis ever again. I thought it was a, a real crazy thing. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> then I became a, I, I became. <laughs> Did he hypnotize other kids? Like, was this somebody just at the party? It was just somebody at the party. And he wasn't even that old. He was probably like maybe 14, 15 years old. Oh, so he's a kid himself. He was a kid himself. But wow. it started working almost almost immediately. And I totally uh-huh. freaked. <laughs> so to funny. this day, I've still never, I've never been hypnotized. Really? <laughs> I've never been hypnotized myself ever. <laughs> that yes. hilarious. Okay. I've, I've, hypnotized, I've hypnotized probably about a million people over the course of my career. Wow. And I've never, I've never been hypnotized myself. 
just stay away from it, huh? Yes. <laughs> All right. So you've hypnotized about a million people. That's a yeah, lot. I've, I've done about 300 shows a year for about 30 years in a row now. Wow. So, okay. So, so where do you do your shows? Time. I know you live in Nashville, but where do you do your shows? Uh, I basically travel all over the world doing shows. Um, every week I go somewhere. Uh, but what happens is now that I'm older, you know, you know, I, I stick to the places where my friends are and not places I really like to go to. And I usually do each club about twice a year. And I travel mm-hmm. around the country uh, doing these shows. And I help a lot of people too because my show is kind of inspirational. Oh, okay. So tell, tell the listeners about it. So um, what I think, you know, I hypnosis kind of gets a bad rap a lot of times. Um, and it's never been really put on the map in a large way. So I kind of use the show almost like a lost leader because it's very non-threatening. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people are going to come down and see their friends do goofy stuff, and it's a comedy show. It's done in a comedy venue. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what happens is, I'll notice how the people will transform by the end of the night, and they'll say to themselves, "Hey, this actually is pretty cool. You, know, you mm-hmm. can actually do a lot of good things." With this. And, you know, I can quit smoking, lose weight, um, maybe sleep better. So, I try to add that into the show, but kind of covertly, and mm-hmm. to make the audience a believer of hypnosis and maybe uh, a viable tool to make their life better later on. So we, um, we're trying to transform people into believers and put hypnosis on the map in a large-scale way. Wonderful. That's wonderful. How do you explain hypnosis to people who ask, how is it I'm up here on stage? And I don't know. What are some of the things that you make them do? Well, uh, in the show, right. the show is obviously – it's a comedy show, so we make yeah. them do goofy stuff. Right? Goofy stuff. Okay. So right. like – it, it goes from mild to wild. So we'll start off. It might be hot in the room. It's, it's cold in the room. Uh, the person next to you is cold as well. Hey, you better rub the person next to you because keeping them warm. You uh-huh. know. So, so if you have two burly biker guys next to each other and they're rubbing each other, you know, obviously that's going to be hilarious because I'm going to push the envelope as far as I can push. It. Uh-huh. So, so right. I'm going to say, oh, yeah, rub all the cold spots. Rub all the cold spots. You know? And then you know, these guys are rubbing each other, and uh, it's, it's going to be funny. Then um, uh, from that point, I'll say, oh, it's, now it's getting hot. Oh, now you're starting to sweat. Oh, yeah, they turned the heat on, and now it's getting really hot. And then all of a sudden, the guy will start taking his shirt off. The guy will start flipping his shoes off, and who knows how far it will go. You uh-huh. know? And then they start, they start fanning each other. And, again, it's all to who you have sitting next to each other, how you can induce the comedy to make it really funny. It's basically fish out of water. You want to have people acting out of character. If I can make the big burly biker guy become a ballerina, that's going to be hilarious. Uh-huh. If I can have a 75-year-old <laughs> lady think she's a tough cop and start yelling at people in the audience, that's going to be fantastic because, again, she's acting out of character. Yes. So my job, my job is to get the hypnotic subjects as deep as possible and then believe the scenarios I'm trying to make them put, you know, put them through. Okay. So that's, that's the show. So do you have anyone that ever freaks out like you did when you were 12? Uh, every once in a while, you'll get a situation, and, and this happens with mostly um, everything in hypnosis multiplies by three. So let's say you've had two drinks. Once you mm-hmm. hypnotize, it's like I had six drinks. Okay. So everything multiplies and gets really uh, out of whack sometimes. So let's mm-hmm. say the guy's on some type of medication. He's got an antidepressant or something along those lines. He just took his medication, and all of a sudden now he's hypnotized, and all of a sudden, boom, he is zonked. It's like he took three times the amount of pills. Oh, wow. And so what happens is you can have sometimes some wacky, adverse situation on your hands, mm-hmm. and that's why I always tell people, if you're a stage hypnotist, you should also be a clinical hypnotist as well. You should be at least versed and know a lot about hypnosis on you can, how you can handle every single situation that put, could potentially arise. Because mm-hmm. over the course of a whole year, you know, you're doing a lot of shows, a lot of stuff can happen. And you want to be prepared 
because remember these people are your responsibility you know you you know you're opening up their mind to this new force mm-hmm. and it's your job to take care of these people so make sure you know your business mm-hmm. so if someone freaks out what happens then like if, what, what, does that what, what, what often I'll, happen on stage or is it generally they're pre-screened a little bit like tell me the process of that well, when it happens, and it happens, it happens actually quite rarely. It's not not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, but what I'll do is I'll actually fix the situation mid-show. Mm. So what I'll do is I'll snap them in really deep, get them all the way out, relax them, and then pull that person out of hypnosis seamlessly while the rest of the show is going on. Okay. And then and then once I pull them out, I also have an assistant on the show. My girlfriend is my assistant. She is also a very highly qualified hypnotist, and then she will take it from that point, take them into the audience again. Uh, take them in and out one more time to make sure everything's all good, and then that situation will be resolved. Okay, gotcha. So, so, so we well actually we actually handle all the situations mid-show as the show is going on. So you make sure that they're out of hypnosis and grounded, basically. Correct. You know, we we put up we put a lot of good energy energy stuff in there where they feel good about the experience, um, but we make it where they can't be hypnotized for the rest of the evening. Where they they basically have um they have like the antidote to hypnosis. They won't be able to be hypnotized for the rest of the night. Oh, interesting. Because a lot of times they can slip back into hypnosis very easily. Once they've been hypnotized once, it's boom, it's a piece of cake to put them back in. So they can be watching the show now, and all of a sudden you say something, you know, stare into the light, snap your fingers, and all of a sudden, boom, they're out again, and now you got to, you're back in the same situation. So uh-huh. you don't want to have this. So you don't want to have the same thing happening over and over again throughout the entire night, slowing the show down to a standstill. So I'll make it where they're, they're immune to hypnosis for the rest of the evening. Oh, very interesting. I haven't heard that before. So that that's um. Yeah, that's Wonderful. a technique. Yeah, it's a technique. Most of my stuff is um is, is stuff that I've developed over the course of a long, long you know body of work. You know, to make the show happen every night uh, yeah. as seamlessly as possible, and then have everybody have the best experience for the entire evening. I want them to laugh hard, obviously, because it's a comedy show. Mm-hmm. But I also want them to get the benefits of hypnosis and learn how it can make their life better. So mm-hmm. you know, all these things, all these facets needs to happen to make the experience where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So then. How did you originally start doing it? Um, I actually took some 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 classes, some hypnosis classes, and then I was a comedian already, so I already knew how to have stage presence and I I knew how to do a show. But I didn't know how to do a hypnosis show. Then I took a couple of hypnosis classes, got a couple of hypnosis books, watched some videos, and I basically put a show together and then started doing it. You know, I know it sounds crazy, but uh-huh. um, I, I was up and running in six weeks. Wow, that fast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took one. I took a two-day hypnosis class uh-huh. uh, on how to hypnotize. I read a bunch of books, started practicing on my on my fans after my regular comedy shows. Oh, and then I put a show together, and I said, "Well, I had to do a practice show." Well, actually, what happened was I, I booked myself in a room that was a very big venue, mm-hmm. and if I didn't do the show properly, I would look like an idiot to my all my peers. Mm-hmm. So I really put so I so I really put myself um you know <laughs> under the gun here you know, booking this show in, you know, when I shouldn't have done that because I didn't know what I was doing. Uh-huh. So I said, all right, I got six weeks to prepare. So I started reading all these books, took a hypnosis class. I said, well, I got to practice. I have to do a practice show in a place where if it goes belly up, nobody's going to know what happened. All right. Yeah. So, right. I, so, well, you'll never work in Muskegon, Michigan ever again, you know, one of those type of places. Uh-huh. So, so I convinced somebody to book the show in. They booked the show in. I do the show. And I did all the stuff like the guy told me to do in the class. And I said, oh, this is all nonsense. It's never going to work. I'm in big trouble here. Uh-huh. But I did what he said, and it actually worked. And I'm like, oh, man, this is amazing. I actually uh-huh. hypnotized these people, and I actually got the show off. Then uh-huh. I did another pr- – so I did another practice show in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And then, then the big week comes along. 
Um, I got the week because what happened was the original hypnotist got fired because his manager and him were on this other radio show. He trashed the owner of the club. The owner of the club got crazy, said, you're fired, never working ever again. I was happy to be friends with the owner of, of the, um, the manager of the comedy club. And they said, hey, you know, I had a fire, you know, the other hypnotist. They got to find another hypnotist. And I don't even know why I said it. So I'll do the show for you. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, I put myself under the gun and I had to do this show. So um, I guess it was a good thing because I learned so much about hypnosis and it changed my life in, in, in such a positive way mm-hmm. that I'm so grateful that I was able to do this. Now I help so many other people in their life. Uh, it may be famous because now I'm the most famous hypnotist doing the shows, you know, all over the country in clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the number one guy. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's been a very rewarding life. And now I'm going to show other people how to do it as well. I'm going to teach them how to how I did it. Now I'll bring my you know a whole bunch of my other you know um, I guess my army of hypnotists out there to show them how to make it happen as well and change the world for a better way too. Now, okay. So then now, when did you start doing training? I just started doing training about a year ago. Oh, so this is new. This is brand new. Mm-hmm. So I went, I went to a hypnosis conference and they asked me to speak at a conference and the conference was packed because I was there. So oh. I said, man, I said, I didn't realize this was the case. Then a whole bunch of says, Hey, you know, all the guys were like, Hey, you want to train me? Show me how to do the show. So um, I started training people how to do the show. And now that's uh, my thing now because I want to show people how to do the show the proper way uh, to get the best audience um, reaction to do a fantastic mm-hmm. show to, to give hypnosis a good light. I, mm-hmm. I always, my, my big thing is always showing hypnosis in a good light. Yeah. You know, I don't want any more and, and no more black eyes for hypnosis, you know, because yeah. there's so many people, there's so many people doing it wrong and, and there's problems. And what happens is just, there's another black eye for hypnosis and it just keeps going down. So let's do it the right way and then give people an, an amazing experience an amazing show and then show them how, how you can change your life, make it so much better. All of a sudden now hypnosis gets, the bar gets raised and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now we're going to, we're going to show it in a good light. And all of a sudden, maybe now more people start using it for all these other things like losing weight or quitting smoking or just mm-hmm. even sleeping better, all stuff like that. Yes. Yes. So when you're saying like, so, you know, sometimes people are doing it improperly, right? And so stuff can go wrong. So how right. do you tell someone who wants to go to, a good hypnosis show with let's say like an ethical practitioner or practitioners who's really good a comedian who's really good. How do you tell them how to find a better show? Uh, well, actually that is kind of like right now it's a crapshoot. It really is. You know, I've seen a lot of hypnosis shows and, and I'm, you know, and I don't really talk bad about other people's shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, a comedy hypnosis show is eight laughs a minute. You know, okay. I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedy purist. So, in other words, you go on stage, uh-huh. the people the people laugh at eight times every minute during that show. That's a comedy show. Uh-huh. Now, if you if you're doing a show and all of a sudden everybody laughs every once in a while, that's a hypnosis demonstration. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's great. Okay, it's a good differentiation. That's, uh-huh. that's t- totally different. You're doing a demonstration. Hey, see yeah. these people? They hypnot- hypnotize. Oh, they just picked up that pen and thought it was, you know, thought it was a rock. Uh, that's all right. I chuckled a little bit. That's pretty good. That's uh-huh. not a hypnosis comedy show. That's a demonstration. You yes. know, and and I try to show people if you want to do a demonstration, that's fine. Do a demonstration, but don't do it in a comedy club where it's supposed to be, you know, hilarious for Funny. eight laughs a yeah. minute. Right. Exactly. Right. So then. People who are coming to your training, what are you finding? Well, actually, or what do you find even on the circuit? Is it comedians that decide to learn hypnosis? Or do you find there's a good segment of people who learned hypnosis first and were like, okay, I'll do a comedy show with hypnosis? 
It's it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm finding that if if I get a hypnotist, I have to untrain a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because they, they they learned a lot of bad habits and they you know because a lot they a lot of these guys have taken a lot of training before. Yeah, and we, we have to untrain them in in these ways that um, are very uh, you know like that like that hypno speak. I can't stand that hypno speak. It drives uh-huh. me insane. Oh you yeah, know, I have oh, great hypno speak. You know, <laughs> oh man, it, you know, it's slow. It, it's slow. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, it, yeah. it's gr- it's it's great. You know, for like uh, hypnotic induction, you know, you got to get somebody yeah. to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. But in a in a comedy show, I I don't want to hear. Oh, and then you're getting very you're gonna get very sleepy when I say the word red. You know, oh, and then yeah, when I say the right. word red, and all of a sudden it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be very hot. And I'm like, oh man, not you, you, you're killing me with this stuff. You know, yeah. it's supposed to be a comedy show. You know, right. just tell the guy, listen, it's at the count of three, it's gonna be really hot. And the guy next to you is fanning you. It's brutally hot. Oh man, you're sweating. And, and then just go right go right into the action. Tell him exactly what's gonna happen, and let all the hypnotic subjects be funny for you. Uh-huh. You know, just start rolling with it. Yeah. So how do you pick your subjects? The people coming up on stage. Right. Well, for me, it's all volunteers. Okay. So I don't. I don't want people to uh, feel like they're getting picked on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it it makes makes for better belief for the rest of the audience watching. If I didn't pick on somebody, then what's going to happen is if I let's say I pick a whole bunch of people, mm-hmm. then the audience members going to say, "Oh, well, yeah, yeah, he probably knows all these people. It's probably all staged. Uh, they're all they're all plants, all mm-hmm. actors." If I make people volunteer, and usually I'll take one person from each group. That way, everybody in the audience is represented. Mm-hmm. That way, everybody has somebody on stage that they know. Now they know it's not fake. It's all your people. Mm-hmm. When I do the hypnotic induction, I never dim the lights. Let them watch the entire thing and, and do a good job with the induction. Mm-hmm. And then from there, make the action start happening where they're doing some outrageously funny things, where they're acting totally out of character, where the people in the audience knows that there's no way that guy would possibly do that. There's no way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All, all of a sudden when they're doing it the belief system goes way up they really believe that hypnosis is real now okay and then what kind of feedback do you get from the subjects that are on stage like when they come out of it and they're like oh my god i would never do that in real life right like what did you do to me like what is their general reaction and belief system around that kind of change the, the, the biggest one is always like the time, the time loss. Like they always think like, you know, hey, was, well, I've been up here about five minutes or I get people tapping me on the shoulder. Hey, when are you going to start the show? You know, you know, uh-huh. when are you going to hypnotize? When are you going to hypnotize? Yeah. You must know, show's over. It's an hour and a half. You know, like look at your watch, you know, and they look at their watch like, <laughs> oh man, had an hour and a half. Right, right. I get the same thing in my office. Uh, you know, yeah. people think that they're under hypnosis for 10 or 15 minutes and depends on what type of hypnosis I'm doing, but sometimes right. it's 20 minutes, sometimes 30, sometimes it's two hours. It's like, Oh yeah. no, no, you were under two hours, not yeah. 15 and minutes. They, yeah. They lose the entire time frame, and it's hilarious, you know, and I, I always do that, that question because that's the one where the audience really believes now like, Oh man, that guy didn't even know he was out. Yeah. And right. yeah. And, and you could see the lights turn back on, you know, you see where, the, where they got that hypnotic mask, and they're hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you, when you take them out of hypnosis and all of a sudden their lights turn back on yes. and you, you can see the difference. Yeah. So um, I, I always love using that. But the big thing for me is the benefits because right before I end the show, I always mm-hmm. do a good energy, good energy affirmation. So I use that as the, the emerging technique. Okay. So when I, take, when I take the subjects out of hypnosis, I'll always do a good energy affirmation for everybody. So mm-hmm. I'll say, I'm about to take these people out of hypnosis. If you guys want to participate as well, this is going to be good for you as well. Mm-hmm. So now all the people who watch the show, 
they say to themselves, oh, I wish I would have did this. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do this part too. You see, everybody does the good energy affirmation at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. So they all get some some of the benefit. So I'll do the good energy affirmation. And that's also- What's an example of a good energy affirmation? So what I'll do is I'll make it where um, every time you see a clock, any time telling device, it's, it's um, time to make this hour of your life better than the previous hour. So every hour of your life becomes better and better. Mm-hmm. So what, it, what happens is in your mind, you match up that a clock tells time, but it's time to make my life better. Oh, that makes total sense to me. And it loops their brain where their life keeps getting better and better all the time. They have that positive attitude mm-hmm. throughout the okay. entire, entire, entire situation. So the entire audience gets that. The people on stage get that. And so I'll use that good energy affirmation, which lasts about, I'd say three, four minutes. Mm-hmm. And so it, so it takes them out of hypnosis and puts all the good stuff in at the exact same time. Plus the audience gets to have the benefit as well of experiencing a little bit of hypnosis, even though they weren't, you know, didn't get to be on stage that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but then I take them out and then here's where the good stuff happens. This is a story recently. Okay. Um, I was, I was up in Cleveland Guy taps me on the shoulder. He says, I need to talk to you after the show because I feel absolutely amazing. But there's a larger story behind this. I said, no problem. I always talk to all the fans after the show. Mm-hmm. So after the show, he comes up. He waits for everybody to leave because I, I sign all the autographs. I take all the pictures. I answer all the questions. I want to make sure everybody gets a great feeling about hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Then after the show, he comes up. And he finally talks to me, right? He goes, my name is Doug. He goes, I got stage four cancer. He goes, I can barely walk, yet my wife just showed me a video on the phone of me singing and dancing, moving around. I can't move like that. He goes, but meanwhile, I feel so fantastic right now. I haven't felt like this in years. Wow. He goes, I'm going for, I'm, I goes, I'm going for another test next week. I want to stay in touch with you because I want to feel like this all the time. Mm-hmm. So I had this, I actually had this pain management CD mm-hmm. and I gave, I gave him one. I said, please do this every single day. Cause you could feel like this every day if you use this program. Mm-hmm. So he says, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So anyway, he contacts me a week later and says, I feel amazing now. He goes, my doctors don't understand, but the, the, um, the tumors are, you can't even see them now. Mm. He goes, I feel, I feel fantastic. He goes, I'm walking around. He goes, uh, I, I took my dog for a walk. He goes, I've never been able to do that in the past five years. Uh, it, it just changed my life. Wow. And I'm like, and I'm like, this is the work that needs to be done. You know, mm-hmm. this is what this is what put his puts going to put hypnosis on the map, and this is where instead of giving hypnosis a black eye, puts a badge on us and says, "Here, this man over here, his life changed because of hypnosis." Yes, this is and, the, this is and the, that this I'm is gonna, the good work. I'm going to put on that too. Like that's his life changed due to hypnosis in a comedy show, right? At a comedy <laughs> like, show, yeah. And there's yeah. all I, kinds I, of research actually about medical hypnosis and reducing um, pain and, uh, you know, all kinds of research that's even like double blind studies and scientific that says how helpful it is, like how really incredible it is. And yet he, he got the benefit even from being in a show that's, that's really meant to entertain. Exactly. And, and, and that's what this is all about. And, and that's why I train my new guys. I train all the new hypnotists out there that this is the work that needs to be done because if you go around the world trying to do hypnosis demonstrations, you know what? A lot of people aren't going to listen to you. You know, they can throw rocks at you. Some of them, you know, they can think you're a heretic. They're going to denounce it. All right. Because you know, the way it is all new ideas. All right. You know, first they ridicule you, then they, you know, they accept you. Then all of a sudden they embrace you. But with a, with a comedy show, it's non-threatening, you know, so it was supposed to be a comedy show, but Mm -hmm. you sneak in the good stuff. Sneak in the good stuff, and and all of a sudden now people's lives are going to be changed. And you know what? You don't know who you're changing. You could change one guy for the better, 
And all of a sudden, you don't know what that guy is going to do. You know, he's going to change the world. You help people one at a time. But, you know, I do my shows, three, four, five hundred people, sometimes a mm-hmm. thousand people, two thousand people on a cruise ship. Um, I'll see two thousand people a week when I do my comedy shows at comedy clubs. All those people are getting the information on how hypnosis can change people's lives. And if you do it in a good way and you don't give hypnosis a black eye by doing it wrong, right. then you, you're, you're doing your part to, to make this powerful tool a, a part of people's lives. That's the good work right there. That's what you need to be doing. And I train all my guys, this is what has to happen. If you don't do it this way, then I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna help you, you know, book shows in and, and because you don't really deserve to be doing it uh, in this fashion. This is for the people, the elite, who really want to do the good work. Absolutely. Like, I hear you. There's a natural screening that happens of, are you going to do this properly and well and really try to help people with this? Yeah, that's what should be done. Again, the, the, the first, first and foremost, you have to make the people laugh hard because they came to see a comedy show. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so, so it's your job to make them laugh really hard. And that's part of that's, that's your first job. That's the first order of business is doing that. But then the other job is to make people realize that this is a very pow- powerful tool and you can make your life a lot better using it. So if you get yeah. the message out there in, in, in a good way, then, uh, then like I said, you've done your job for the day. It's, it's easier to get the hypnotic phenomenon done if I give them leverage. So I'm going to tell a person to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. So the normal thing is, oh, you're going to live, lo- you're going to live longer because you're going to be a non-smoker. All right? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the standard thing. Right. But, there's, but remember, there's four, four things that move people to action. Mm-hmm. We all have all four, but there's one that's predominantly you. It's self-preservation, money, romance, and recognition. All right? So if I tell the recognition person that you're going to live longer by being a non-smoker, it might not work on this guy because mm-hmm. I don't have the proper leverage on him. Okay. All right. What I need to tell him is like, you know how many millions of people try to quit smoking every year? All right. You know how hard, you know how hard it is to do? People fail all the time. When you become a non-smoker, you're going to be able to puff out your chest and tell everybody, hey, I quit smoking like that. One, two, three, one session, and I never smoked ever again. I did it. Mm. All right now, mm. the guy, now the guy became a non-smoker. You have the proper leverage on him. Mm-hmm. If the guy was romance, right? You say, you know how much you know, much more romantically attractive you're going to be by being a non-smoker. Your breath, breath perfectly clean. Your clothes smell perfect. You, your skin's going to have a new brightness about it. You're mm-hmm. going to be so much more romantically attractive by being a non-smoker. Yes. You know how much money you're going to you know, say your money. You know how much money you're going to save. You know, two packs a day is ten, twenty dollars a day, depending on where you live. Right. Right. Over, over the course of a week, it's thousands of dollars every year. Yes. Over the course of 10 years, you know, you, know, you, you, you could have bought a Ferrari for the amount of money you spent on smoking cigarettes for 10 years. You know the vacations you could have been on? You know the trips you could have done? The memories you could have made by being a non-smoker? That's the, that sells the money guy. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, the, you know, the self-preservation guy is a piece of cake. You can tell him he's going to live longer and he's going to be healthier by being a non-smoker. And you sold him no problem. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it works in your therapy as well. You, you know, you get the you get the proper leverage on a person. Oh yeah, get, absolutely. You, Motivation you get, is exactly. Is, you get the subject deep enough and make the story real enough. You'll get that. You'll get a, a, a super high success rate with all your therapies. Yes, and I actually I'm putting together like an online like Are you ready to quit smoking? Program a little course that people can take, and one of the things in there is. What is your motivation? What is your top motivation? Like, what is more important to you than smoking? right? Ev- evaluate the subject, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 then sell them what they want to be sold. I always tell you know hypnotherapists, you know, you could be such a better hypnotist if you learn some stage. 
because mm. the, the, the tools you're going to need to be a good stage hypnotist are going to dramatically increase your ability to hypnotize subjects and mm-hmm. get the leverage on them to get the therapy done. Mm. You're gonna, so you're, leverage, you're gonna, you mean like they're, it's not just telling the story, but it's also whether they're believing it. Yeah, because what happens is doing a hypnosis show, you have to spend so many plates at the same time. You're going to think on your feet mm-hmm. because things go, things go wrong every single show. And mm-hmm. you, need to compens- you need to compensate and evaluate and adjust to make the show happen every night on, on a major scale. You want right. to have an excellent show every single night. You don't, have a, you don't have, a, have a crappy show. You want to have right. a good show every single night. So you need to be thinking on your feet and evaluating, changing your style all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, once you build those skills up, your therapy – in your clinical practice is going to go up exponentially. You're going to be such a better hypnotist and your therapy is going to be that much better. Your scripts are going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's all, it's all about your hypnotic scripts because doing a hypnotic tri- script is exactly like doing a comedy show, but you know, instead of getting laughs, you're getting results. Oh yeah, definitely. I know when I'm in my office, it is all about the client and having to adjust that. And that's actually something that people will come out of hypnosis and say, how did you do that? Like you put in every single thing we talked about. And I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's why I'm a professional hypnotist. <laughs> you know, like That's why yeah. I do this because you have to think on your feet. You have to, you may have a, what I call like a, like a starter script, right? Like sort of the bones of what you're going to say, but beyond that, it's the custom hypnosis. that's really effective for people. And absolutely particularly like, yeah, what is their motivation? And let's match that. And let's, let's tell the story that makes sense to them, that resonates with them. I, I changed my, my hypnotic script for every individual subject. Mm. Every single one gets a different script. I have my go-to items, yes. but if, I, if, if I'm doing a doctor, it's going to be a lot different if I'm doing like, you know, uh, you know, the blue collar guy, you know, who's working in a factory, you know, because mm-hmm. he has different, he has dis- different words that mean something to him. Right. Yes. I'll, I'll adjust my, my script depending on who I'm working with, male, female, young, old, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, different demographics of people to change the thing around, you know, to make it effective for that person, make the story real enough, you Mm -hmm. know, now getting this, getting the subject deep enough, that's a skill set in its own, you know, but again, I always tell people, you know, if you're a good stage hypnotist, you'll be a great clinical hypnotist easily. Your skill set goes up dramatically. Yeah, that's really interesting. I interviewed someone a couple of weeks ago about addiction. She worked a lot with groups. So she would do group hypnosis. And she said a lot of her training actually came from show hypnosis. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, it's, um, it's a game changer. You know, again, that's why, that's why I do my trainings. I, I try to train people to do this thing the right way. And once they do, you're going to notice how things just go up. Your ability to help people either through, you know, um, a release of, uh, you know, stress and pressure by seeing a funny show mm-hmm. um, or just by, you know, a therapy that they came in for sleeping better, reducing your stress, you know, fears and phobias, any of those things you can be, can be done very, very easily. Once you um, uh, learn how to do, you think on your feet and you can change your scripts accordingly. Agreed. So we are getting to the end of our time. Can you tell people how to find your trainings and, or how to find a show? Yep. Uh, the best way is to go to my website, uh, richguzzi.com. It's R-I-C-H-G-U-Z-Z-I.com. If you Google me, you'll find me real easy. I have lots of social media, stuff like that. And you Google do. spells you come right up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Google spells it out right. I feel like, man, I think I got a million three followers on Twitter. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, uh, we, we have a big presence on on, um, on the internet. Lots of stuff on there. You know, the programs. I got lots of cool videos. Um, but all the training stuff is on there. Just click on the training button and you can find out about, you know, how um, – 
how you can uh, train with me and learn how to do uh, stage or clinical stuff. You know, we have, we have both of those things covered. We and we'll train you the right way to make sure you how um, you can really be a force in the business, you know, make the hypnosis business uh, a better place for everybody and, and really give success to everybody. You know, we yeah, really want to show people the right thing. Yeah. And if they want to see you in a show, is that, are your event dates on your website as well? Everything's on there as well. You know, or if you want to book me for a show, book me for a show, mm-hmm. you know, so let's say you have a, co- a company uh, function. Uh, we do squeaky clean, you know, uh, corporate, corporate friendly shows, okay. uh, anything, anything you want. Um, but like I said, the training's on there, the show schedule's on there, lots of tidbits about me, more information on me, all my crazy videos and stuff like that. All the stuff I've done in, my, in a 30 year career. It's all on there. Wonderful. RichGuzzy.com. You'll find me no problem. Okay. And I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes as well to make it easy for people. Yeah, so, fantastic. I'd I love to help these people out. Like I said, the, all these young and up-and-coming hypnotists and some of the older ones who want to learn some new stuff too. Absolutely. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure, Liz. It's a fantastic show. It was a great interview. truly enjoying today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.